things first. This is about truth telling. I have no agenda. Zero. I always have questions. What's the problem? That's just who I am. This is what no mercy is all about. Hey, here I come. You can book it. Ah. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? Breath taking a move that I make. I give it everything I got. Cause that what it takes. I push the limit till it break. The heart of the brave. The soul of a legend with the will to be great. Hold up. Welcome. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of No Mercy with yours truly, Stephen A. Smith, coming at you as I love to do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You know, <clears throat> when I started this podcast, I knew these moments would come up. That's why I wanted a podcast so badly. Contrary to popular belief, I never did a podcast before. This podcast debuted September 26th. There's a misnomer out there that I once did a podcast before. That was not true. What would happen is, is that folks would splice together appearances on ESPN and ESPN radio and put it together. And y'all thought it was a podcast. That is not true. Did a podcast. And one of the things that fascinated me about the podcast is the. That low, that no limit ambiance of it all and it's really not an ambiance it's not a, a facade it's real say what you want do what you want doesn't mean there's not a price to be paid for everything you do but nevertheless you can venture in the lanes that you normally wouldn't do when you've got a few minutes on television or you're just doing pure sports talk radio Wednesday night in the aftermath of the Los Angeles Lakers beating the Portland Trailblazers, LeBron, as he typically does during his post-game news conference, post-game press conference, did something you don't see every day from a professional athlete. Silence an entire media room where you could have heard a pin drop and nobody had anything to say because there's nothing they could say. That's what just happened a couple of nights ago. Because you see, Jerry Jones had made news a few days earlier. Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, had an extensive profile written about him by the Washington Post Days earlier, before their Thanksgiving Day game, hosting the New York Giants. And in that article, a photo was revealed of six African-American students in Little Rock, Arkansas, attempting to desegregate a local school. There was a crowd of young white kids out there, some in their faces, 
doing everything they could to prevent these kids from entering the school. Jerry Jones was one of the kids in that crowd. You've heard my position on it. I felt it was pretty low that an article trying to highlight the difference that Jerry Jones could make because he's one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful owner in sports, to use a, a picture against him when he was 14 years old just standing in the crowd. A still picture. I thought that was a bit excessive. I thought that, that's opening a Pandora's box that could ultimately detrimentally affect all of us. Because, see, he's worth billions and he's in his 80s. Not but so much you can do to him. But imagine what you could do to so many others if that's our standard of conviction. LeBron James had a different twist. And boy, did he. Displaying, yet again, his brilliance off the basketball court. He walked up to the podium, sat down, answered one question after another from a cadre of media members about the victory they had just recorded against the Portland Trailblazers, about the way the Los Angeles Lakers had been playing lately, about himself, about Russell Westbrook, about Anthony Davis. The list goes on and on. Then LeBron looked at the media and he said, why haven't y'all asked me anything about Jerry Jones? Somebody tried to interrupt me. He said, hold on. It's my turn now. And I actually don't even want you to talk. He said, really alarmed. And I'm paraphrasing a word here there because I don't have the direct quote in front of me, but I remember it pretty well. And he said, nobody asked me about Jerry Jones. He said, when you, when Kyrie rather, got himself into that situation that he got himself into, we were bombarded with questions. LeBron said, when Kyrie said, I know who I am, but I want to keep the same energy when we're talking about my people and the things they've been through. We just shoved that aside. There were accusations of anti-Semitism. How dare you put a link to the movie from Hebrews to Negroes on your Twitter page. We all know what that entailed. We all know what followed. Kyrie, before being suspended, was asked twice on whether or not he was anti-Semitic or held anti-Semitic beliefs. He answered both times. I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. LeBron brought that up too. And he talked about the momentum that was given to that story and the vitriol that was aimed in the direction of Kyrie Irving and how as a black man, time and time and time again, when black people find themselves in precarious situation in the eyes of other people, the story won't go away. The momentum keeps swelling. Ramifications follow. Repercussions follow. Suspensions follow. The dissipation of dollars in one's wallet follows. But nobody in that room 
asked about Jerry Jones. Ladies and gentlemen, that was brilliant on the part of LeBron James. You know why? Because there is no athlete on the planet Earth more qualified to take that position than him. LeBron James has been asked about Colin Kaepernick. LeBron James has been asked about President Trump at the time. LeBron James was asked about Hillary Rodham Clinton. LeBron James was asked about Trayvon Martin. LeBron James was asked about George Floyd. LeBron James was asked about social justice issues. LeBron James was asked about Daryl Morey in China. When Daryl Morey put out a tweet lamenting human rights violations on the part of China while the Lakers and those guys were out there in China playing basketball. And LeBron James had to answer for that when he got back. He's been asked about everything. Ladies and gentlemen, I've never heard LeBron James asked about diapers. I've never heard him asked about laundry. I've never heard him asked about grocery shopping at the supermarket. I'm willing to bet he's been asked about that. I don't know anything he hasn't been asked. That was totally irrelevant to a superstar basketball player of his stature. But make no mistake, he's been asked. So imagine if you are a spectator watching reporters looking at LeBron James when LeBron James said, why didn't y'all ask me? I'm very disappointed. Because when Kyrie said what he said, me as a black person, knowing our history, our trials and tribulations, the kind of things that we have endured throughout history, we don't need to lament it, do we? Slavery, Jim Crow laws, incarceration, gun violence, crime, the list goes on and on. It's been asked about it all. Hell, when he departed from Cleveland to go play basketball in Miami, they asked him about his effect, how he felt about the effect that he would have on the local economy. He ain't a politician, but they asked because they knew his absence would cost Northern Ohio potentially billions. That's how big his impact was and is. So when they asked him this question, knowing they ask him all of these questions and they have throughout the years, he said, where were the questions? When we go through what we go through, a black person makes a mistake, we mess up, it's everywhere. It's in the blogosphere. It's all over social media. It's on television. It's in the newspapers. It's on talk radio. We're the subject matter everywhere we turn. But this white billionaire who owns the Dallas Cowboys, y'all didn't even ask me a question. And you know what the brilliance about that was, ladies and gentlemen? He wasn't even calling out Jerry Jones. He was calling out the media. For all we know, like LeBron James said, mistakes happen. 
Bad judgment calls happen, particularly when you're a teenager. I get all of that. And he shoved that aside. Why? Because that's something to be shoved aside in some people's eyes. Because he was 14 years old. And it was 1957. It was pre-civil rights. It was pre-voting rights. We all know, in the heart of Jim Crow laws, we all know what the hell's going on, what's going on in the South. Do we really, really have to lament that? By bringing all of that up? Really? Lynchings, hangings, murders, arson. Some people sit up there and, hey, turn around and remind you about Emmett Till. Supposedly whistled at a white white woman, 14 years of age, beaten and dragged to his death. I mean, we know that story. Go watch the movie Till. Not that you would, you should need to in order to know what the hell happened to him. He was 14. White America at that time didn't say he didn't know what he was doing. They didn't say he was a boy. They murdered him. They tortured him in doing so. So much so that his mother insisted that the casket be left open so we can all see what was done to her son. So you're going to have people that bring that up as a comparison. But LeBron did it. He did no such thing. All he did was say, where were y'all? Y'all are the media. The fourth estate. Essentially, as a member of the fourth estate, a member of the media going on 30 years, I think it's fair to say I can speak from a level of expertise as to what the obligations and responsibilities of the media is supposed to be. Objectivity. Not just in pursuit of facts. But how those facts are disseminated. No matter who you're talking about. And the same level of intensity that is supposed to be given to a story of this magnitude involving a non-white person who might not be a billionaire should have been accorded to the same person, regardless of what you felt. Remember, LeBron James, this is the brilliance. He didn't tell you what to feel. Whether you supported Jerry Jones or you didn't. What he said was, how'd you guys not even ask me the question? Y'all were just going to let me get up and walk out of here without even bringing the subject up. It implies a lot of things. Mainly, that there were some folks in that media room that probably want the story to go away. And if that's the case, question is why we'll talk about the why in a minute this is Stephen A no mercy in the house this is the moment of a lifetime the clock's ticking like my lifeline until I flatline I push it to the red line who gonna stop me high who gonna stop me high 
There's really no getting around the elephant in the room. Ironically, Jerry Jones is the 14-year-old in the picture. Jerry Jones is the one that was at a protest trying to prevent a school in Little Rock, Arkansas from being desegregated in 1957. And based on what just transpired with LeBron James the other night at the Crypto.com arena following the Lakers win over the Portland Trailblazers, Jerry Jones isn't the story. Not completely, that is. The story is the media. Because by not asking LeBron James the question, you essentially highlighted and illuminated something people in the public eye have been lamenting about the media for decades. Sean Hannity for Fox News, who was interviewed on this very podcast, its second week, said on many, many occasions, the media is dead. The media is dead. He was alluding to the lack of objectivity that has invaded the industry. The fact that subjectivity has taken fold. He apologizes not at all for it, for doing it himself, because he's saying, I'm not a journalist. I'm an, I'm, I'm an honest commentator. This is where I stand. This is how I feel. And that's where I go. But you had people in that press room with LeBron whose objectivity LeBron brought into question. Because what he was saying was, why would you avoid asking me that question? What the hell do I know about anti-Semitism? I'm against hate of all kinds. I'm not anti-anything. I'm not anti-white. I'm not anti-black. I'm not anti-Jewish. I'm not anti-Catholic. I'm not anti-anything. I'm against hate in all its forms. He has said that repeatedly. But you still went to him about Kyrie. You went to him about Kanye. You went to him about George Floyd. You went to him about Donald Trump. You went to him about MAGA Republicans. You went to him about a whole bunch of stuff. Why didn't you go to him about this? And that begs the question. Well, why didn't you? Jerry Jones went interviewed on Thanksgiving night following their victory over the New York Giants was asked about being at that rally, protest, whatever you want to call it, depending on who you are. Here was Jerry Jones' response. Look, that was 65 years ago, more like 66. He said, I had no idea when I walked up there what we were doing. That was, gosh, 65 years ago, a curious kid. I didn't know at the time the monumental event really that was going on, and I'm sure glad that we're a long way from that, Jones said. Nobody there had any idea, frankly, what was going to take place. <sighs> That's a damn lie. Now, I'm not saying Jerry Jones is lying, but don't tell me no one there knew what was going on. Somebody did. That's why they were there. Kids were trying to desegregate the school. You didn't want them to desegregate the school, meaning some of you. I'm not, I can't speak to what Jerry Jones felt, just like LeBron can't speak to what Jerry Jones felt. But don't say anybody. Speak for yourself, Jerry. Speak for yourself. See, you get in trouble when you do that, Jerry. 
Because you can't speak for everybody else. You can't say nobody there knew what was going on. You can't say everybody was curious. You want to say that about yourself? Cool. It was a still picture. You were just standing there. You weren't at the front of the line in some black kid's face, screaming at him, spitting at him, hitting him. None of that was seen. There's no evidence of that. But when you sit up there and say, well, I was just curious. Everybody was curious. Wait a minute now. That's a dangerous slope because you can't speak for everybody. And we know that's a lie. The school was trying to desegregate. Kids were there protesting it. You might have been curious. But don't act like no one was there. Without malice thoughts in their mind and heart. That's just not possible. Having said all of that. At the end of the day. Jerry Jones willingness to say that brings into focus a lot of questions. Because some people are going to look at that and they're going to be like, look, man. He's guilty of sin. And Stephen A., you ain't worth the damn. Why would you come and support him? You didn't listen to me. That's why I had to have my last podcast. You ain't listening. I don't know why the hell Jerry was there. He says he's curious. Fine. I don't know. What I do know is that it's a huge Pandora's box, a dangerous Pandora's box to open when you're talking about taking a still picture of a man from 57 years ago, using that to try and take him down. When you do that, it's a very simple question. You really, really want that to be our standard? I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I can tell y'all I wasn't at some hatred rally with a bunch of supremacists of any color that I wasn't spewing hatred and rhetoric and all of this other stuff. I can tell you that. But I can also tell you this. I'm not sure if every single photo that has ever been taken of me is of the most flattering kind. And that I'd want that to be some kind of thing that would be able to judge who I am and what I'm all about and what I stand for. And to go after Jerry Jones using the still picture as some kind of gotcha element, I think is off base. But I will tell you what I think is on base. His silence during the social justice movement. The position he took against Colin Kaepernick when he said that his players would not be taking the knee. And it was only until Donald Trump, then the president, said I'd fire all those sons of bitches that the NFL reacted to being called sons of bitches. And Jerry Jones, during the Monday night game against the Arizona Cardinals, decided in lockstep with his players to lock arms and take a knee. But prior to that, he said it wouldn't happen here. According to numerous people that I'd spoken to, When he was against it, he highlighted the absence of patriotism that would be perceived by his constituency, his audience, his patrons, because those folks down in Texas would surmise that you taking a knee is speaking against our flag. How dare you? And as a result, they turn against you which means they turn against his product, which means that would compromise his bottom line. And he told the players, you compromise my bottom line, I'm compromising yours.
Those are the stories. In some people's eyes, that's about business. Not about anything else. In black folks' eyes, it's a bit more than that. LeBron James speaking out to the media like that put all the media on front street. I'm telling you, it had to make every member of the media go home and look themselves in the mirror because they all got exposed at that particular moment in time. Whether it's them or their editors at whatever respective paper or their editors and producers at whatever respective radio station or their producers at whatever television station, they all got something to answer for because either they didn't do their jobs or they were encouraged by superiors not to do their job. Because I'm telling you, I'd have walked to the game planning on asking LeBron James about his reaction to Jerry Jones. I'd have walked to the game with that on my mind. How could you not? It was arguably the number one sports story percolating over the last few days. And arguably the number one spokesman in all of sports from an athletic perspective is LeBron James. How would I not ask him about that? Especially when just a couple of weeks earlier, I was asking him about Kyrie and anti-Semitism. I was actually surprised that LeBron James didn't say, I don't support any anti-black views. I am totally against racism. I denounce racism in all its forms. I'm surprised he didn't say that to mock the media just because that's what everybody felt compelled to say once Kyrie and Kanye before him got themselves in their predicaments with the Jewish community. Because guess what, ladies and gentlemen, it would have been justified. If LeBron James had said that, who could have said anything against him? Nobody. So this is where we are. The media got called out. And in certain respects, the media got exposed. Because we have one of two obligations, and I've often told folks this. We have an obligation to be objective in pursuit of the facts. Then once we get the facts, if you're a journalist, it's to disseminate that info objectively. And if you're a commentator, it's to be admittedly subjective so everybody knows where you stand. What you're not supposed to do is go up before somebody every day of the week acting like you're an objective observer and that you're willing to be fair-minded and that you're an equal opportunity complimenter an insulter, and then all of a sudden show up one day and you're exercising a dereliction of duty by not asking a question. I can tell you as a point of fact that one of the joyous moments an athlete has is when they get to fairly call the media out on its BS because it's always the media, the media, the media. And you usually folks are usually adopting a victim's mentality because the swarm, the omnipotence of the media is so profound. You can't beat it. You can't beat it. You can't beat it. Well, guess what? Wednesday night, LeBron James beat the media. He beat them. Lock, stock and barrel. 
because he called the media out and no one could refute a syllable of what he said. He is a black man. There have been murders. There have been crimes. We get blamed for everything. Violence in the streets. It's us. Gun control. It needs to be addressed because of us. Fledgling economy. Problems all over the place. Recession. Inflation. Everything. Something got to do with us. Midterm elections didn't go as planned. Damn it, not enough black folks participate. One election, another election. Too many black folks participate. I mean, you can't, you can't escape it. I mean, you just can't. LeBron pulled off a miracle yesterday, or Wednesday night, rather. Pulled off a miracle. Because he called out the media, and the media couldn't even respond. No matter what any columnist, commentator, pundit, whomever, no matter what they say, there is no excuse on God's green earth why that question about Jerry Jones wasn't asked to LeBron James. And the fact that it wasn't buffered his belief and that of every athlete out there. They don't want the truth. They want their truth about who they want it about. And they want to protect who they want to protect. Jerry Jones was the one in the photo. Jerry Jones was the one at a protest against the segregating a school when he was 14 years old. And Jerry Jones ain't even the story today. It's the media and how King James himself show why he truly wears the crown. He pulled off something Michael Jordan couldn't even pull off. He called the media out and not only got away with it, ended up humbling the fourth estate. I never thought I'd see that in my life until I saw it Wednesday night. His name is King James. Maybe he's the best after all. After pulling that off. I mean, damn. What can we say? The media will try. It won't work. I'll explain why in a minute. You're listening to No Mercy with Stephen A. Right here. Don't touch that dot. This is the moment of a lifetime. Uh-huh. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? It's time for everybody to be careful. In case you didn't know, now you know. And when you got a professional athlete like LeBron James reminding you of that, who really doesn't have to say a word? You know how serious it is. LeBron James is worth over a billion dollars. He's a superstar athlete, one of the greatest basketball players who've ever lived. Has his own production company. He's acting in movies. He's producing movies and television shows all over cable. Space Jam 2 already made a movie. 
train wreck he was great in. He's doing big things. And he's made it very, very clear that once his playing career is over, it's not a problem for him to venture beyond that. He don't just have to live off of the money he's already earned. He's going to earn even more because he's versatile. He's an entrepreneur. And without question, his future is incredibly bright. He might be the next Kobe in terms of pulling off winning an Oscar. I can't rule anything out with LeBron James. And yet with all of that, he took the time to remind the media, excuse me, I thought these were the questions that y'all asked. Highlighted the discrepancies and the difference in treatment that black folks have been talking about forever. He did, Kanye, he did Kyrie Irving a favor. Think about what he said. Kyrie Irving, not anti-Semitic. I'm not anti-Semitic. That's not who I am. That's not what I am. That's what he said. Remember that? I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. Obviously, he's saying he's Jewish. He's an original Jew. He's a Hebrew. That's what he's saying. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? We all got to back off. We had the CEO of the Anti-Defamation League right here on this podcast that said he's got no problems with Kyrie Irving's religious beliefs. He said he's friends with numerous Israelites. He's familiar with these folks. He knows them. And he's not here to denigrate or disrespect anybody else's religious beliefs. This is what Jonathan Greenblatt said on this podcast. So when you combine those two elements with the fact then LeBron James has now come out and pointed out the discrepancy in coverage that was accorded to Kyrie Irving compared to Jerry Jones. You're now reminded of that age-old problem. 80-year-old white man, billionaire, why bother? Now, Jerry Jones will make the argument he's employed numerous black folks over the years. He's made many of them millionaires. And he doesn't believe he's got a racist bone in his body. Other people are going to think otherwise because they don't like his response. And they don't like the fact that he, didn't, that he spoke the way that he did against Colin Kaepernick by prohibiting his players from taking the knee. And they damn sure didn't like how conspicuously absent Jerry Jones was when the social justice issues were going on after George Floyd's murder. So we got all of that going on. LeBron James brought all of that home with one simple question. Where y'all been? How come y'all are not asking me about the Jerry Jones story. I'm very disappointed. Y'all ask me about this every time a black person finds themselves in trouble. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what LeBron James was saying. You know what else LeBron, LeBron James was saying? If Jerry Jones was black, what would y'all be doing? That's what he's saying. And he did it in a way that the media has to stand down, take its comeuppance, and ask ourselves, where do we go from here? See, LeBron James wasn't stupid enough to bring up Kanye. He was smart enough, rather, not to bring up Kanye. Because, Lord have mercy, I don't know if y'all saw the latest. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, it, 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 I, 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 I'm stuttering because I'm at a loss. Kanye West showed up to be interviewed on an appearance on InfoWars. Alex Jones. Now, you would think that's somebody you might think about avoiding since... You know, numerous cases, he was found guilty. And as a result, 
is going to have to pay hundreds of millions, if not almost a billion dollars in punitive damages, according to the courts. You would think you'd stay away from being interviewed for that particular person at this moment in time. But Kanye West did it. Ladies and gentlemen, not only did he show up to the interview, he showed up to the interview wearing a black mask covering his head and his face. I mean, you just can't make this up. Well, I see good things about Hitler. Also, I love everyone, according to Kanye West. The rapper then went on another anti-Semitic tangent. The Jewish people are not going to tell me, you know, you can love us and you can love what we're doing to you with the contracts. And you can love what we're pushing with the pornography. By the way, he showed up to the interview and brought white nationalist Nick Fuentes with him. I mean, Kanye West is so bad right now. It got you believing Donald Trump when he said he didn't know Kanye West was coming to see him at Mar-a-Lago with Fuentes. You actually find yourself believing Donald Trump. That's how bad Kanye West is right now. So when we live in a world like this and you see this kind of stuff happening, not to associate in any way Jerry Jones with such a thing, but what LeBron James was saying, why wouldn't you ask? With all the stuff that's going on in this world, the climate that we're living in, the sensitivity of one issue after another, after another, that's going on with us, that's going on with our society. Why would this happen and you not think to ask this question to me? You've asked me about everything else. It was the most humbling experience I've ever seen the sports media endure in my career. And I tell you where we're going to go from here because of it. It's going to get very, very interesting, y'all. Because the media now has a decision to make. Because you've been called out, make no mistake, LeBron leads. So what he does, others will follow. Make no mistake about it. And just like he just called the media out, assume that's going to happen in the future. Other athletes are going to do it which is going to compel the media to do one of two things. Ask all the right questions to everybody. Or shut the hell up. It's only two choices. You can't dance around issues at your discretion and your volition. You can't address one pertinent, sensitive subject with one group of people and ignore it with others. You can't conspicuously and obviously and flagrantly treat a billionaire different than you treat a multimillionaire. Can't get away with it. Because everybody's got a voice. One could easily ask the question, is that a better thing or a worse thing for the rest of us? I can't front. I don't know the answer to that yet. I'll have to wait and see. But what I do know is that LeBron James did an incredible service to society. He showed Laura Ingram why he shouldn't just shut up and dribble. He showed the media contingent that he would hold them accountable every bit as much as they tried to hold him accountable. He showed black America I know who the hell I am. I don't give a damn how much money I got. 
I haven't, nor will I ever forget who I am. And he reminded the American populace of exactly that same thing. This could potentially go down as one of the greatest services ever accorded to the black community when you really, really think about it. It's one thing to point something out. It's another thing to catch people in the act. It's almost the difference between accusing somebody of robbery and catching them on video. He caught everybody. Everybody that was in that room. And as a result, in some fashion, it's actually stained the industry in a way that may actually serve for the better. It will prioritize us moving forward to do our job and do so more diligently, but most importantly, do so with fairness in our hearts and our minds. Treating everybody the same. And when you think about America, the land of the free, the home of the brave, and what everyone who comes to this country, and certainly everyone in this country, envisions for, roots for, wishes for, just so we can have peace and tranquility in our lives. You know what we want? Fairness. Fairness for all. That's what we're talking about. Suddenly, got to ask yourself, if an unarmed black man gets shot, you're a police officer. How did an unarmed black man get shot, but the guy shooting at you ended up getting arrested? How does somebody sit up there and do harm to other human beings, but you arrest him, but shoot someone who's unarmed? Equal treatment under the law and then some. We keep preaching about it. LeBron James brought us a little closer to it Wednesday night. And to that, I say bravo, my brother. Bravo. If you were never, ever before King James, you damn sure are now. That's it for today, y'all. I'll let you another time. Until then, we'll talk soon. Remember, you don't have to know sports to know mercy. But LeBron James showed us on certain occasions. Maybe you should. Peace and love, everybody. Enjoy the weekend. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13, an Odyssey company in association with Stephen A. Podcast Productions. Episodes of No Mercy are available now for free wherever you get your podcasts. Guess who's got a memoir coming out, ladies and gentlemen? Yours truly, Stephen A. Smith. It's entitled Straight Shooter, and it's available right now for pre-order. I have signed these books, just so you know. So you can visit straightshooterbook.com to order your autographed copy today. In the book, I talk about my life before ESPN, growing up in Hollis, Queens, New York, how sports proved to be my salvation. I talk about some of the mistakes I've made in my life and my impact on the world of sports. The book is called Straight Shooter, and it's written to help motivate you to overcome setbacks that 
maybe prevent you from reaching your dreams. So go right now and order your autographed copy of my memoir, StraightShooterBook.com. Don't wait. It's entitled Straight Shooter. Check it out. Don't miss it.